welcome to Gamer's Table, a podcast discussion of tabletop role-playing games, war games, movies, books, and various other game topics. Be warned, this show may contain explicit material that may not be suitable for all audiences. Hello and welcome to Gamer's Table. My name is Eric. This is Mike. This is Dan. This is Jason. And I'm Sean. <laughs> throw, throw, uh, curveball. Sean's sitting in the wrong spot, so Jim, it really threw everybody. Jim off. says I always have to go last. Yes, my wife has dictated that. She uh, she has uh, appointed herself business manager. By right. the way, that's fine. Um, she, I mean, Sean which just, means, which hey, means Jen, I have to ask her before I buy anything else. Jen, you're my agent, by the way. <laughs> so anyway, this, she just opened up a whole can of worms. I think. <laughs> oh, Sean puts a nice little bow on the intro. It's good. I like it. <laughs> Uh, this week we're going to talk about characters and generating characters. Is it better to start off a character at first level or an entry level character uh, as opposed to starting an advanced character? Some people believe that first level is considered like the formative, you know, that's when you really develop your character. But sometimes game masters don't want, they, they've got a story in mind and they want to inject characters into it already. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Maybe, you know, what's, uh, what's everybody's feel about that? What's, what's good things about it? What's bad? Uh, as a game master, I uh, used to prefer starting off like mid-level, third or fifth level. So I'd say uh, yes to that, – that's sort of a maybe, actually. No, 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 Unfortunately. I mean, it's not like, oh, yeah, let's start 20th-level characters. Well, but, when Dan said that. So like, I guess I, I'll, I'll I have to say yeah. yes to first-level characters then. If I had to choose a side, I was the other. That was it. Yeah, yes. It was. Is it uh, first? level guys or advanced level guys yeah so low level let me put it to you this way mike as a game master which do you prefer uh low level okay and as a player also yeah well i like the uh lower levels because i rarely get around to having a higher level character they die off too quick yeah that's true but uh as far as like you said when you get thrown into a higher level right off the get you don't have him developed to his little nicks and corks and all that, you know, right. it's just kind of you're thrown into it, and I don't know. I like the lower level stuff. Okay, Jason, I'm gonna have to say maybe as well. I know, no. I know, it's kind of pissed down. No wishy washy. Really and the reason there's a reason for my madness here. I haven't made it a higher level character to start since our epic level campaign years ago. And the reason I did that was because that campaign had already started. Right. And I, I got into it when everybody else had. In that sense, it wouldn't make sense for me to make a first-level guy running around with 12th, 15th-level guys, you know, because that guy would get stomped pretty quick. No, he'd be the mascot. Well, he, he would be the mascot, assuming that he was able to survive the stuff that they were encountering. But right. more than what, likely, you're not going to. Now, what do they call that in uh, MMO when you have a low-level guy hanging around with high-level guys? Noob. Noob. Well, yeah. no, there was a mechanic in like in Champions. It was called sidekicking. Okay. Um, and it would bring a low-level character up to. But you could do that. No, in, not Champions. No. I'm sorry, City of Heroes. They, they don't have that in World of Warcraft, though. No, not in WoW. No. But no. you can. But in their way, like you know. So if if you're hanging out with a guy who's you know fiftieth level and your first level, do you get some of the experience points for? You know? No, um, it actually uh, de- you get less experience for the higher level guy. Oh, I see. The lower level guy will get the, the maximum. Yeah, right. He'll get the maximum hit point, or I mean, XP going through the dungeons and stuff. And then the high guy gets nothing. Yeah, if you go basically. into too low a level dungeon, you get zero. You, you get nothing. Yeah. Of course, low level guys in a high level group is good for casual home play. You would never be allowed to do that in a convention. Oh no, I, I do prefer low. Right. I prefer low because the characters that we made when we were younger were higher level guys. 
Yeah. And that was, I think that was a cop-out on our part because we didn't want to deal with being first level. <clears throat> Making first level characters now is more fun because you get to flesh out the character. You need to, you know, you get to... More role play. Do those, make those details and do those things. Right. You know. You're defined by your experience rather right. than and what I, you I think, came up with 10 think, minutes ago. Right. And I think where we, the first time we did that, that I can recall making first level guys and having a blast with it was when we did the Brotherhood characters. Okay. We you made, also lose the fear of death, I think, at a higher level character. That's true. Well, that's for sure. We made three characters, first level, third level, fifth level, rolled up stats for them and everything. And I never played the third or fifth level guy. I played the first level guy the yeah. whole time. So to me, that was more fun. Now, right. we're probably going to scoop Dan here, but uh, Uh-oh. for the advantage of high level making characters, most of our perspective is only for D&D. Right. I think it would be pretty awesome to make a starting high level Shadowrun character. Oh, I totally agree. Or, oh, yeah, there's always the fear of death in and Shadowrun. We yeah. haven't really, we've played, we've lowered the bar for, I mean, some masterminds, for instance, but we've never actually tried to make like high level. Like cosmic level guys. Yeah. We've never tried that, yeah. so we don't know. That would be interesting. Well, what's, what's your thought, Eric? Um, I think I'm in agreement with uh, the fact that your, your low levels, your first level in D&D or, you know, starting level in most of your other games, it... It sets the stage for everything. The problem is that you have to play a really long time to get a high-level guy. And we've kind of lost that feel of what it's like to play high-level guys anymore. Because we, we switch games pretty frequently. And so once we get to a certain level, it's like, okay, well, we're going to play something new now. And us getting back around to something. So I could see the merit or the, the thinking that, hey, let's make a, some high-level guys. It doesn't even really occur to us to do that, really, though. Whereas before we used to. Yeah, here's my thought process. When we let's let's take uh, our most recent. Let's take Sea Princes, right? Okay. And some of us wrote backstories for our characters. Yeah. That doesn't have to be the zero to level one backstory. Right. That's that can true. be zero to level right. five, level six. I think it's the same thing. But whenever you start out a campaign at a higher level, say five or six or whatever system you're using, that allows the GM a lot more to work with. Yeah. You can yeah. you can start out from the very beginning with backstories that have maybe a nemesis or or epic battles in the past that you can then use as a plot point in the future. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think those those first few levels, though, they can be fun because they go quick. I think that's the that's the real fun of low level because they go fast. Yeah. Or they should. Or yeah, technically right. they should. You that know. brings something uh, good to mind, Dan. Uh, I've noticed in uh, superhero games, Shadowrun, that uh, one of the uh, flaws that people often take is uh, some enemy of you know some sort or a rival. And at beginning, low level, starting, that's really hard to uh, inject that feel of a, well, a yeah, real enemy yeah. until you you've actually it. done anything. Yeah, you can't right. use it to its fullest. Right? How, how many potential. lifelong nemesis do sixteen-year-old kids really have? Well, at sixteen, they're all. All nemesis. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. We had a few. I can think of a few. That are still lifelong. In real they're life. Ha- they're haunting Jason. Oh, in in, in real life. I saw one just the other day walking <laughs> walk the building. And you know who I'm talking about, too. Okay. You look at me. I, mean, I you, wish, you know I'm talking about. I wish okay. I had that picture right there to put on the website. <laughs> <laughs> that is serious. That is a serious face. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, name him. Name him. Huh? N- name him. Yes. <laughs> Go use the last name. Edit the last name out. David. That one I might leave in. How is he? That's a long story. That is a chode. Oh and see, that's that's the thing. Uh, when you're 16, people who seem like lifelong, I'm going to hate this guy forever. And then you see them when they're 35 and you go, oh, my God. Yeah. You know what? It, you haven't grown since high school. You haven't grown since high school. Or you are, you know, you're completely, you know, 
not what I thought you were. No, but. my my thought process is because I I like the story, and to me, leveling is almost irrelevant anymore. We went the the better part of what could have been three levels in the Sea Princess campaign. Yeah. We didn't level once because I don't care anymore. I don't know why. I don't know why I don't care, but I don't have that push anymore. Well, it's and this allows you to write a cool backstory, a much richer backstory if you start deeper into level progression well, in whatever here's system. A bit of a, of a tangent. What we could don't do be, tangents on this podcast. Could here. it be? Yeah. Could it be? <laughs> that we've gotten to a point in our lives where the accumulation of advancement isn't as important as the interaction and the fun of making a good story and making good characters. I mean, it used to be it was all about when am I getting XP? What's our XP? How many XP do we get? Yeah. Or we yeah. got to collect a million gold pieces to build that tower or something. Right. Or, I mean, Well, we still the, need to do that. We can live the economy. Yeah, back we, in the day when it was, you know, you get XP for each gold piece and all this other, for spells cast yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. When you yeah. have to do all this. Miles traveled. Yeah, so you've got all these this bookkeeping that you had to do, and it gets to a point where the the game becomes more of a, an accounting, right? You know, than it is actually playing oh, your character. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. Where oh yeah, anything we, to make the game easier. Well, I, I'm all for, I'm all for implementing this into our Shadowrun game now. Let's add a hundred uh, karma to our guys and start you guys <laughs> off. As, and you uh, figure what? There's like what a 35, 40 percent chance that you just die, and we'll just roll that. <laughs> yeah. And just see if you, did, you made it that you, far. You, you, yeah, you had like what? a weak vessel. Hey, man, you can't have it all. This is Shadowrun. But you know what? I've had high-level Shadowrun characters, and I really can't tell playing them. I don't see a difference. Right. I agree. There's probably not. I don't know. It's all about a a rep. That's that's the difference. It's your rep. And it's also how much the Game Master's throwing at you, too. I don't know. know. Maybe maybe it's because we we do have a tendency to system jump, and and we start start over a lot. But sometimes it feels like we're kind of doing the same thing over and over again. Even cross genres, it kind of feels the same because you're starting out at the beginning new yeah new guys new guys all the time maybe we should switch it up a little bit then i can promise you that the next time we play star wars i'm going to make a scoundrel i've got an idea see but you could that doesn't that's not quite what we're talking about you can only make a high level guy if you know the system how about this when we come back to sea princes because i'm not going to let that die how about we advance the timeline let's say seven or eight levels. Let's come back as 10th level characters. So I'll have a ship. Could, could be. You know, <laughs> if you write, you know, write up some well, cool backstories. I mean, it's a thought. It's a, it's it's because we've uh, got it's an a interesting beginning. theory. The problem is Mike's already got plans I like where we left what, off. What, where, to, where to go on. I left you off. We left off on an encounter, but we, well, we, know, we could do a Dan Sand. I don't think that's unprecedented. I think we have actually done that before. Uh, I know we, I'm pretty sure we did that with Golden Age characters, Mike. We used mm. to do it all the time. Yeah. We, we used would to, always start we, at fifth we, level or We would whatever. take, well, yeah, we would start Right, we started. I think they actually the Golden Age characters. I'm pretty sure we started them in eighth level. Uh, it's hard. We, 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 we've we've talked about that before. We used to never start first, right? And, and uh, it was because you never wanted to, you never wanted to make a character that was going to die in the first right, fight because that sucks, right? And now that we're talking about it, and, and even coming <laughs> up with the with the topic for tonight, I never even really considered it. But now that I'm thinking about it, maybe the next time I do run D and D, maybe I will start it at a higher level. And plus, whenever you start at a higher level, I think it'll opens up the character classes a little bit. You you have a little bit more incentive to play a wizard well, yeah. or a monk. Well, and and the know. biggest the biggest gripe I get when I run a game is that um, I'm not going to come up with a cool backstory for my character because you're just going to kill him anyway. <laughs> you know, um, and only you can fix that problem. Well, no. It, <laughs> the thing is, I don't go out gunning for people unless I am. No, we, know, yeah. it's, it's just that. Wait, 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 wait. I don't go out gunning for people I unless am. I am. <laughs> um, but <laughs> you painted yourself into a corner. On that. <laughs> no, I didn't. 
That was good. For the most part, if a character dies in one of my It's games, all out in the open it's and all, it's a freak it's, accident. It's, because, it, it's yeah. because that's just the way the role went. The odds of that happening. But we're not going to let you live down the stereotype we've created for that's you. Fine. No, I, I, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Because I have, to, I have to represent the killer DMs out there. You know, you or Mike should have got that t-shirt the other day at Archon. Which one? We've uh, seen it. DMs don't kill people. Oh, no, wait. Yes, we do. <laughs> I like that. I think we've found a Christmas present. <laughs> so, but I think that maybe I will start at a higher level just to see, you know, kind of break that mold because we have kind of fallen into that rut where we, we're making the, the first level guys. We're starting at beginning. Now, there is a, a game. Some games scale better than other games. Definitely. You know, D&D, you can, you, can, you can go up to higher levels and you can go up against bigger monsters because, you know, when you're first, second, third, fourth level and you run into a baby dragon, you're like, eh, it's a baby dragon. Yeah. You know, but if you're higher level and the first time you encounter a dragon, it's a big dragon. That's a little bit more impressive. Other games that scale well, I think Shadowrun scales well. I agree. Because really... You go up against a dragon in Shadowrun, you well, can't run. Well, yeah, nobody, nobody's <laughs> going to stand and do that. But I'm, not, I'm, I'm just saying your average street punks could still kill you in Shadowrun. Other, it just depends on what you're arming them with. Other games that scale... I'm, I think champions or superhero games by design uh, are meant to scale well. Yeah, you can pick any entry masterminds, point. I mean, the game master sets the power level. I don't even we, know if I would uh, put mutants and masterminds into any category of a leveling system. Well, because, truthfully. yeah, you're kind of set in in where the game master kind of puts you. Yeah, you're so. kind of capped there. So, um, yeah. what about the Dark Heresy system? I it's, know, Sean, you don't have much reference on this, but mm. it, Dark Heresy system is the Warhammer 40k role-playing game system. Dark Heresy, Rogue Trader, and Death Watch. And it's, now it's my Black most Crusade. favorite and most awesome game that I have never played. Why, why, are, <laughs> why are there four different versions of that? Well, it's, uh, it's all based on the fluff of the 40k universe. Yes. Just leave it at that. You're, pretty well, much. Uh, so it's all by the same company? Tan- yeah, yeah. yeah. Tangent on this one, it's you've got Dark I, Heresy. I think I've only played Dark Heresy. Yeah, Dark Heresy is more of the street level, the more human level. Think of, think of Dark Heresy as the shadow run of 40K. That's kind of okay. how I look at it. Yeah, a lot of investigations, a lot of dealing with you know hidden stuff, stuff like that. Then you've got Rogue Trader, which if you look at the the, the way it works out. I can sum this up with one word. Rogue Trader is Firefly. Oh, yeah, you own yeah, your own really? ship. Yeah, You're going around doing things like that. It's, it's a little bit more nasty because you're dealing with chaos. And then, of course, Death Watch is your playing a space marine or a squad of space marines. Think Twilight 2013. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like something I'd like. Well, you, 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 would, you would dig it the most. Yeah. And then you've got yeah. the new Black Crusade, which is Call of Cthulhu in space. Yes. Where you get to play chaos marines or chaos cultists. So there's, yeah, like there's that. our layman's uh, explanation of... <laughs> so, but they, they do scale because you can play a Dark Heresy character in the Rogue Trader universe or Rogue Trader game or vice versa, or you can play a Rogue Trader guy and, you know, you could put... Uh, and Astartes in with a Dark Heresy group. The problem is they, system to system, they get bigger and bigger. So a Dark Heresy guy who's walking around with Space Marines is an, a very advanced character where he's walking around with low-level Space Marines. You know, So it, it can scale, but you have to be very careful. That'd have to be one badass skunk. <laughs> because, and that's why I love Dark Heresy the most, because there is a class called Scum. Scum. Scum, <laughs> yes. Well, I think aces and eights would probably scale well too. Um, you yeah, could, you could make characters. The thing about aces and eights is the more fights you get into, the, uh, the more gunfights you've been in. Yeah, I, how did that mechanic work? I forget. You uh, were, I think. Well, it has to do with your guts. The more gunfights you've been in, the less likely you are to turn tail. When, when that the right, case? Right. Right. Yeah. right. And and your accuracy and your speed gets better. Right. The more fights, you nerves of steel. Yeah, because you're you're just you, you know gun grizzled. What was it called? Sand or huh? true grit, man? True, true grit. Grit. Now, are you sure we're not thinking? No, 
Incredible. True Grit was grit? Uh, uh, an ability you could buy that said you had been in gunfights in the past. Wasn't like, Grit the uh, Sidewinder role-playing game? I don't know. I don't want to get them mixed too, up. Too many old <laughs> West games. But, but we'll go into that when we do the, do our okay. uh, Aces but, and Eights But I can, I can see where you could make Aces and Eights characters, and, and you could do that simply by you know giving more build points and by saying well, you, you've been in yours. X number of gunfights already, which I, I think there is a mechanic for that you already. Get blown off and bl- you get your head blown you, you off. Still, yeah, you still get gut shot. You're still going to be screwed. Sean, I can't wait to play Aces and Eights with you. I cannot. <laughs> you weren't going to love it. Because he's going to have a, a shotgun and everybody's going to end up with buckshot in their butts. <laughs> Here's buckshot in your ass. <laughs> and he would throw dynamite everywhere. Yes, dynamite. Ooh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nitro. Glycerine. So. Okay, well, so can we think of games that don't scale well? Because we've named off like nine that do. Well, Do we scale in Call of Cthulhu? I don't even think that's relevant. Well, no. We'll just write that uh, High-level characters in that game are, are like borderline nutbags anyway. But well, there's does, some Does D&D games. really scale well or not? Um, I it's think, kind of a curve. Well, no. I, I have no frame of reference yeah. for this. I don't think 3.5 scales unless you have a very limited source book that you're going to draw from because then you end up with insane build characters from right. That was what I was going to bring up is the, uh, the chain build, uh, the chain of skills and feats that go into building a 3.5 character. Uh, I, I, and I, that's why I still say that we did Sea Prince's right we said core yeah. three plus yeah. the appropriate genre jason's example of making an epic character to start is a good one because when he made that character it was really hard to play it because he didn't have that progression right of learning his powers and talents exactly and all of a sudden he has like 20 to 30 levels of character to figure out in one night it was a nightmare and fourth edition is the same way you know yeah. like deuce said in a previous episode fourth edition is pretty cool until about eighth or ninth level and then once you get up there you've got so many powers that it's hard to keep track of them. You have to have the cards with the powers on them to keep track of what you have because otherwise it's a complete jumbled mess, you know? So... I wish Greg was here. I would ask him about uh, White Wolf because I have no frame of reference for White Wolf. Uh, White, um, White Wolf uh, does not scale well. I, that was my Yeah, you can't... I mean, you, high-level vampire werewolves I think are uber powerful. When I, it comes I to think them. I actually have experienced that somewhat playing werewolf. I, I cannot recall ever playing a vampire game right off the top of my head. I know I played a little bit of Werewolf, yeah. and I'm pretty sure that the guy that I made, w- were we all playing new characters? or Yeah, yeah, we were all new characters. Can okay. I change it for just a minute? Yeah. Um, uh, kind of along these lines, uh, Underworld 4 is coming out, and I'm looking very forward to it because <laughs> okay. we're getting more Kate Beckinsale as a vampire, and that's, oh, okay. that's a good that's thing. That's a good thing. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, what I do recall coming about... Coming in the theaters December. What I do recall about playing Werewolf was that I was a noob, whereas everyone else had already played the game, yeah. many many times and they were sure to remind me that they had played many many times that might be more the community that that really didn't really make it fun for me i don't know maybe it's something we should try you know uh again start start guys with higher levels like, like i said i'm i'm willing to commit to say next time i run dnd i'll start off higher levels see how it works out maybe people won't have that hang up for making up their their background because you know everybody can't be amnesiacs you know what i mean and say well i don't have a background because i don't want you you know messing around <laughs> With in me. a world where no one has memories. <laughs> in a world. <laughs> All right, so I think I think we kind of covered it. If uh, you know, so I just like to point out the fact that I changed everybody's mind. Patang. <laughs> Whatever, Dan. <laughs> 
No, so, not really. I think so. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I agree with what Mike said. No, I, yeah, I totally, you know, I totally. I think see there's that point there's merit to both because making an advanced character in some games and you know, like D and D is one of them. If you don't know the system well enough and you make an advanced character, you have no clue what your guys are all, all about. Whereas you start them from first level and build them up, you have that reference because you slowly progress to that point. But you know, con games, we've played con games where guys were at more advanced level. We don't really do that. I think we'll go into that when we talk about pre-generated characters and things like that in another episode. But but all in all, I think that uh, it's definitely something I'm willing to try to, to do again that we really haven't done. It might breathe time. some freshness, some life into uh, into the campaigns. Yeah, I think so too. It'll douche the campaign. It'll Could. douche it. Well, you know, sometimes <laughs> you need one. <laughs> yes, that, that's, an only, that's the only time that reference actually would work, I guess, to freshen up a, uh, a campaign would be to douche it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new my next. Why is something so Summer's positive Eve? become attached with something so negative? I don't, I, I don't understand. I don't know. Well, it's not. It's not the the douche isn't the bad part. It's calling someone the douche bag. Uh, the holder That's, of douche. It's it's been just been shortened to douche. Right. So. so I mean, we have Revenge of the Nerds to blame for this, right? Because I mean, that's where it started. Is, it is. Yeah, you remind me of my mom's douchebag, but that's back in Ohio. Yeah. Booger says this. Yes. I think that's where uh, it started. Booger. Uh, yes. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Follow us on Twitter. We are at Gamers Table, and like us on Facebook. You have been listening to Gamers Table, brought to you by Side Tangent Productions. Visit us at www.gamerstable.com. Products and intellectual property discussed during this podcast are the properties of their respective owners. This production is for entertainment purposes only. Any commercial broadcast is prohibited without the express consent of Side Tangent Productions.